You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's good to be here. It's good to be back. Man, it's crazy how times have changed uh, from December being here with you and February and spring ball and we're finally here. So uh, fun to be out there with the guys. I thought, uh, you know, what you see uh, jumps out at you the most. I just told the guys is even from the last practice of uh, the spring to the, uh, to the practice today, what you see is like the efficiency. Just, you know, we're getting through all the reps uh, because they know where to line up. They know where to go. And just that, uh, that practice hustle leads to good practice habits. And, uh, you know, everyone's getting and feeling and trusting that the other guy's giving everything they got to make, uh, to make that day uh, flow really well. So uh, we got a lot of reps in, that's for sure. So special teams transitions, uh, the guys, I think, really buying into that uh, on another level. And that's a, that's a big point of emphasis. It's one of the main areas, obviously, in a game. So uh, really, really thought it went clean today. Um, guys are doing a great job of, of playing hard and competing, but protecting each other. Um, that's what great teams do. They know how to practice, and uh, we got off to a good start. So, questions? Caleb, lots of coaches talking about culture, you know, and especially new staffs having to change the culture from the previous regime. How much of that are you guys kind of going through right now, getting kids to kind of buy into a new way of doing things? Yeah, that, I think, I think um, you know, we haven't been through any adversity yet, obviously. Um, and you try to do a few things, you know, during the summer to, to throw some, inter, uh, some adversity on them, uh, maybe a, an extra run or something, uh, you know, at the end or, or something that's really, you know, super hard just to see how they react. And, and that's what Ron McKeefer is, is a pro at. He's, he's the best there is at, uh, at really trying to test these guys and see how they come together. So. Um, getting to answer your question, that you know, it, it's a huge part because you know the bolts are going to be flying at some point in the game, and you know, and it's it's uh, it's not going to be maybe the momentum you want, and uh, you know, we just need to get in our minds of what our response is going to be, and that's what we talk to our players about, and it, it all goes back to we say one and zero, oh. and I know a lot of people do that, but our, our guys just really buy into that, and uh, they need to know what their response is going to be to adversity. Um, trust that the other guys' response and their, uh, the guys across the board and what their response is going to be. And, and uh, you know, that comes through the trust in the weight room, that comes through building the relationships, knowing, you know, that uh, it's really important to not just me but all my teammates. So it's a huge piece. Um, you know, we did a lot of uh, team activities throughout the summer. Um, yesterday we even had some fun together, uh, you know, just cutting the players loose and, let them go enjoy, uh, you know, the lake a little bit on a, on a little boat ride for lunch. So uh, some of those things are just ways to get them around each other. Um, I'm sure some of them would rather have been in a nice, uh, you know, apartment cooling off or, or things, something like that. But, you know, forcing them to just have those conversations to really understand uh, how, how great uh, each other are. You know, they've got a lot of high character guys on this team and it's fun to be around each other, fun to be around them. Yeah, that was a lot of fun new uh, faces that we got to see out there today. Um, you know, I think there's really five guys. You know, Richard was out there too. 
in a very limited role, and he will be for the next week or so, maybe two weeks, um, just easing into it, making sure we don't overdo it. Uh, but, um, you know, there's I think there is five new guys that were taking reps that we hadn't seen for for sure, you know, uh, it, it, reps we had never seen take, you know, wearing pads. Um, and it was fun. You know, you got the, the guys that have transferred in and you had the guys that didn't go through spring ball. So uh, really, really thought uh, that that group looked different. Uh, number one in numbers, but number two in the, the, the quality. I just, you know, I think we've upgraded a lot there. And it's obviously going to be a very competitive group um, because um, there's a lot of guys that want to step on the field. Uh, on that front, Kalen, how many, I don't know what you've done in the past in terms of your systems, but how, how many running backs do you think can realistically yeah, I mean, I think you can get to three, you know, consistently that can rotate. But I think it's easiest when it's two. But, uh, you know, that might be a little different situation for us this year just with, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how things unfold throughout the throughout camp, you know. But, uh, you know, there's other roles that are so significant that a running back athlete, you know, type body type, um, brings, you know, especially in the special teams. And, uh, you know, these guys all have that body type. And, you know, one of the cool things I remember uh, Wayne on his uh, visit here, you know, just really talking about how important it is for special teams and to, for him to be on it and uh, really asking and seeking that out. And, uh, you know, it's important to these guys and it, it, because they understand that that's a big part of also them moving on to the next level. And that's, uh, you know, the goals that they have too beyond uh, playing here at UW. So. Coach, along those lines, what has the sense of competition been in the running backs group, but also in other positions as they're sort of jockeying for spots in the depth chart? Yeah, running backs. Um, and again, it's first day. Um, they really, they have not seen each other other than just uh, workouts. You know, you know, in, in any type of drill where you know the running backs are doing drills together, and so you know, I think that competition is going to continue to just be stronger and stronger as we go through uh, the next uh, you know week or two of camp. So. Um, there are uh, other positions as well, you know, and you kind of know um, you, your ones and twos, but, you know, everyone wants to be in that one category. And um, I'm excited to see, you know, those different, uh, those different positions in the, the competition. But that, that, that was obviously the one that jumped out to you guys. It's the one that jumped out to me today, too. You kind of step on the field from where we're at this spring, and it was a different-looking group. Hey, when, when you talk about Will Nixon, it's it's interesting that he's listed as both a running back and a receiver. How how did his recruitment go for you? And with that in mind, what what do you envision his plan? Yeah, you know, Will is a special athlete. Um, in high school, he was a, he was a running back and uh, highly regarded and and uh, recruited running back. Um, you know, he he has a um, you know his dad's a running backs coach in the NFL and. Um, um, you know, he's got a lot of understanding of what it takes to be at that position. Um, you know, his, uh, his last year um, and going to college at Nebraska, he's been really more of that receiver type. And so, you know, he's, he can catch the ball really well. He's got a really diverse skill set. And, uh, you know, that's what we want in the running back position. That's what we really feel when we're at our best we have. Um, and he brings that. And, uh, you know, he's just a guy that will find his way on the field, I think, because he's so – um, you know, diverse in those areas and has uh, has so many things that he can bring to the table. Do you still see this as a three-man competition at quarterback? Yeah, yeah, three-man. And we'll, we'll change up the reps uh, from day to day over the first uh, – we'll, we'll go the first week and then we'll, after the, you know, 
closer to the first scrimmage, we'll kind of see, you know, who will kind of go with the ones in the scrimmage and, and then we'll reassess, you know, there's going to be a day off after the first scrimmage and then we'll keep going from there. Um, you know, I, I know everyone wants to know, I mean, timeline and things like that. I mean, we would love to make a decision as soon as possible, right? But we also just want to really make sure that we're giving each guy uh, the proper number of reps and we want to get through the install and let all those guys have had a chance to run with the ones on you know each day's install there's you know four or five days of install that we have uh, when you talk about red zone and and uh, even getting into two minute you know which we did very little of in the spring so um, we'll, we'll definitely keep rotating the guys uh, today you know we kind of went one route and then tomorrow we'll transition to another and there'll be a little bit of playing it by ear as we get uh, you know into the f end of the first and into the second week. So the first scrimmage is when? Uh, we will have the first scrimmage the not this Saturday but the next Saturday. Okay. Right. So Coach, we had a lot of time you know in the off season to devour every bit of spring film. You know going into the first week, is there a certain emphasis on things you want to clean up, or what's the emphasis for the first week? Yeah, I think. Um, you know, now that we have an offensive line that's gonna that's together. You know, we didn't have uh, Jackson, Biney. You know, especially uh, those two guys. It was just good to have them out there on the field today, um, albeit with no pads on. Um, and so, you know, I think this first week, one thing that's going to be important, uh, first day. You know, that the focus isn't necessarily downhill, and you, you want to keep guys healthy uh, as far as the run game, but. Um, we, we definitely need to start establishing that mindset. You know, the game has to be played in a physical manner. And uh, I think that's a big point of emphasis that will happen, especially when we get to practice three and beyond. Um, I think uh, what I saw today is what another thing, I think just uh, assignment sound. And I thought the defense today just coming out of the gates took off from where they were at uh, after the end of the spring, um, especially the ones. I thought they were extremely assignment sound. Um, communicating on another level. That was my challenge to the entire team, um, but in particular defense, uh, because we expect Husky Stadium to be rocking and communication's got to be loud and hand signals got to be great. Um, and I thought they did a really nice job. You know, maybe a couple breakdowns with the twos, but nothing major. Um, so I think they've really taken it from the end of the spring through the summer, refined some things, cleaned up some things, and then uh, took another step already today in the first practice. Philosophically, have you ever played multiple quarterbacks? And is there a scenario where you would do that? Um, not for the whole season, but have for the first couple games. Um, I could think of probably three occasions over the last 15 years, um, you know, where we did that. Not ideal, not the way you want it to be. Um, but uh, in, in preseason games where you have, you know, three, and that was uh, two of the situations where there were three non-conference games, um, early on, um, there was some of that. You know, it went one time it was a first half, second half thing. Uh, you know, another time it was more of a rotation. So, um, you know, I wasn't the, the head coach in any of those situations. And so it wasn't necessarily always my, you know, my call um, at the time. Uh, and, you know, we'll just kind of play, play it here in communication. And, you know, I think the number one thing from us is just coach these guys up as hard as we can. You know, Coach Grubb's going to do an awesome job with that. Um, and just me helping them through it, you know, because, uh, um, you know, they all want it. They all want it really bad, and you can see that. And I don't want them to press. I want them to enjoy it. I want them to, 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 to push and be competitive, but uh, I want them to just go do what they do best, play their game. Okay. Big 
kind of a big picture question. You've been around the team for months now. How much is your excitement level and your sense of the upside potential of this team grown? What do you think is the upside potential? Yeah, it felt like um, there's been different times, I think, over the, you know, since December where you kind of have, like, I think what you're hitting on. And uh, today was probably just the most, like, excitement most comfortable and I think it's just because you're excited for the guys you see what they've gone through the process and you see that they continue to just really want to do it and be special um, and they want to do it together and they're all making a sacrifice for someone else and those those little storylines that are going to continue to develop as we go through camp as we go through the season um, but you know the summer was a great summer uh, it goes extremely fast in a quarter system like we have it's the fastest summer I've ever been a part of um, but we still, you know, again, like I said, Coach McKeefer, he's a master at really pulling things together and, and I believe in the offseason and as well as fall camp is where you really define who you are as a football team, what your character is. And, um, you know, I feel great about the process and where we're at right now. And uh, the next, uh, you know, 24 practice leading up to the first game, um, we got to keep that growth continuing. Caitlin, you mentioned the new look kind of offensive line with Jackson on the left. I'm kind of curious about um, Roger Rosengart on the right. Yeah. What what has allowed him and his development to get to the point where you guys are trusting him with a lot of first team reps? It looks like. Yeah, you know, um, he's just solid all around. I mean, solid as a player, solid as a person. Um, he really, it's really important to him. I saw that this spring, uh, and it really had a, it was fun. You know, after spring, you have the conversations and. Uh, you know, the one-on-ones, and uh, I got a chance to spend a lot of time with every player on the team um, while the coaches were out recruiting in May. But uh, just, you know, after us having kind of that, that, that early understanding of each other and having gone through spring ball, it was just, it's just great to hear him talk. And, man, he, he is competitive. Um, he, he, he just, he's a great teammate. Um, you know, there's so many qualities that uh, just you think about. And then obviously he's done some things because all those things just don't put you on the field. He's moving uh, the way we wanted to move. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's very assignment sound, doesn't make mistakes. Um, we have a lot of trust in him, obviously, to put him out there. Was there, was there a moment during kind of your post-spring talks with him or whatever where there was an aha moment where you kind of went, oh, yeah, this might be a different level for him. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, as far I mean, I just think it's that growth that we have. You know, there's 120 guys. I mean, that you tried. We're trying, we don't have 120 on the team right now, but you know, there's over 100 that we had in the spring. And so, just you know, I'm trying to connect with each guy. And I don't know. There's just something about the way he spoke after the spring. You know, uh, that just that did hit me. You know, the aha moment maybe wasn't him. It was maybe more me and just seeing who he is and enjoying, you know, what he brings to our football team. Anything you can update us where uh, we're at with Eddie? Um, yeah, Eddie will miss he'll, – he'll miss a big part of the season. Um, I don't want to put a timeline on Eddie because whatever that timeline is, I know he's going to be faster than it. So, um, you know, I think uh, he'll miss – He'll miss the first, you know, half or more of the season. You know, I would expect that. Um, just, to, you know, when you think about the recovery, that's, you know, you got to be careful too because um, you do these, you do these, uh, you do these things to make sure you're preparing him for for success down the road. So um, he, you know, he's out there. It's good to see him. You know, not in a brace and just, uh, you know, he's not moving around. Obviously, he's not in pads or anything, but he's so important to the psyche of this team 
Um, he's really, um, he's just in it, you know, and, um, you know, it's cool seeing the relationship that he has with like a Cam Bright, you know, they're both very similar. They're both, both very highly motivated. They're both intelligent. They both had success. Um, they play a similar position and, um, I don't want to say they're clones of each other, but, uh, they're very similar in just how important and how, how, uh, how, how strong they are in making sure that things are done the right way. And it's cool seeing, you know, their relationship uh, continue to grow. And, um, you know, they're not feeling like they're stepping on each other's toes, you know, because Eddie was kind of the, the veteran and the guy that's uh, got that group and Cam's coming in. Uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's awesome. And this coaching is doing a great job of, you know, building that connectivity. Um, they hang out in his office just sitting there. I mean, I just, he's not even in there sometimes. I walk by his office and, you know, those linebackers are just hanging out and they're watching TV, and that's cool seeing that relationship grow. We saw, we saw MJ Alley with the one something today. I'm wondering, moving him over, what, what do you think he's capable of right away this fall after making that transition? Yeah, I, I mean, we're just really pushing him, pushing him out there and just, uh, you know, helping him try to, to reach his ceiling as fast as possible. And uh, his growth, and um, I think, is um, – is supported by how you know how hard he has really pursued this. You know, it wasn't just a kind of test the waters thing when this decision was made to move him over. Um, he was all in from the beginning, and uh, you know uh, he's been rewarded uh, because he deserves it. And uh, putting him out there with the ones uh, quite a bit today, you know, uh, just if he if he, he can keep that growth happening, man, he could be a difference maker for because um, his his body is just. Uh, it's something that's just tough to move. He just takes up a lot of space, and he's so powerful and strong. What's he, what's he right now? I don't know exactly. Um, I know a lot of – I've heard a lot of talk about trying to get down to 330. I know he's not down to that yet. Um, he's lost about 25 to 30 pounds, you know. He was the second heaviest guy in the back. <laughs> he's still big. He's still big. His spots would be – uh, you know, fully healthy, ready to go, all those things. Yeah, he, you know, he's working into uh, just, you know, those reps. Um, but, yeah, we're we're excited to have him too, you know. I mean, just I think also, you know, there's guys that we don't – we haven't had a chance to see, and whether it be running back or interior defensive line. And, and uh, you know, those might be the surprises that, you know, we're all talking about here in the next few days or next weeks, next couple of weeks. Um, and I'm looking forward to, you know, getting – watching the film and, I'm watching a lot of stuff, so you know, I don't really know too much about the details of how he played today, but I'm excited to see that uh, you know, uh, here when we get and watch the film today. Elijah Jackson put on three inches with Bert. What have you seen from him? Elijah Jackson? Yeah. Elijah Jackson? Yeah. It was really cool at the end of practice. He was one of the guys that spoke up. And so you just see this player-led piece and the different personalities now that they're they're feeling confident about who they are and the growth that they've had. And that's one of the areas where he's, you know, physically just improved. And, uh, you know, it's fun, fun seeing the mindset of these guys evolving as they go through this, uh, you know, this process, whether it be the winter workouts, the spring or the summer workouts. Um, he's certainly a guy that uh, went out there and competed pretty hard today. I did notice him a few times um, doing a really good job. He's a to uh, has lost some weight, which I think some people thought maybe he put some on being an interior guy. Is the idea for him still to be an interior lineman, or is there a thought of kind of bumping him out the edge? Uh, right now, interior, just our numbers-wise, I know that we need him there. We feel good about our edge, but he is certainly 
got that body type as you're as you're alluding to that um, could go either way. Um, he was causing some problems in the backfield today. I know that he's so quick off the ball and uh, still so strong. So um, I really uh, was impressed with him. He was a, he was a, a defensive lineman who was in the backfield um, quite often uh, today in different ways, both against the run and the pass. Have you ever coached a guy built like Jackson Kirkland? And is he too big? Uh, very few. I can't think of one right offhand that I've coached. Uh, he, he is a big man, you know, and he's holding it well. And, uh, you know, this is, these are the, the times. And he, he knows his body better than I do, you know. He knows. And even better than Coach Mack. And, and we are just, you know, I know they talk a lot. And, but we, you know, we'll always kind of just continue to evaluate and work with him to figure out that prime area where he feels great about it, where he's moving the best. And, um, you know, he, he'll be committed. That's never going to be a question. He'll be committed to getting to the spot where he knows um, is, his, uh, is his wheelhouse. And so, um, you know, today was the first day out there for him for a while. So um, it'll be fun to see on film exactly all the little movements. Uh, even last year when he was playing injured, um, you, when you really watch the film, you could see that it was hampering him. But I don't know just from the stands – um, or if you even out there kind of even close, if you could tell that um, he had, you know, that severe of an injury, you know, that uh, he was working through. So I'm excited to see him, you know, see the film, and, and uh, we'll certainly keep monitoring. Right now it's not something I'm concerned about, I guess. Caleb, how much time does whoever the starting quarterback ends up being, how much time does that guy need exclusively with the ones to be as prepared as possible for the I think the last two weeks are, uh, you know, the last two weeks there, you know, is, is key, um, you know, because it would be a, kind of that just kind of him getting back, that quarterback getting into the, the feel, you know, like, okay, they all kind of have been in that time, right, or in that moment, right, where they've been the starter. And now it's almost now that, you know, they got the, the range of the team, um, them, you know, kind of fitting back into that mold of, uh, you know, being the leader and just the kind of the the juice that you bring being the, the starting quarterback. So that's the number one thing. And then obviously the reps. But, um, you know, uh, I think the last two weeks, and that's kind of what I've always felt, um, no matter where I've been and been through this process at least uh, at least nine, ten times over the last 20, 20 years. So, um, you know, just kind of kind of – Make that decision as fast as you can, but uh, but you want to make sure that you make the right decision. How different is it those last two weeks if you're in a situation like you very well might be this year versus a situation where you got a returning starter who is clearly the number one guy? Yeah, and I've been through that the last two years. And uh, we had a quarterback battle decided last two weeks going into this into this into the first game, um, and I I do feel that when you have that declared starter going into fall camp, you do speed up the process. There, there's no doubt about it. But we're not at that point. We're not in that situation. And uh, we need to do a good job of making sure um, that we, we get the right, the right guy out there. And so um, it's a good situation. I feel, feel really um, that we're in a better situation uh, with more guys than what I've been in over the years. But we got to pick the one, right? Only one guy steps out there for the first play of the first game. So, Going back to Ed Fouan's prognosis, did that necessitate you go, going after Chris Moll? 
Uh, I think it it supported it. Yeah, yeah. Just um, it wasn't. I mean, we kind of knew back even in February, January, February, uh, what Eddie's timeline would be. Um, Chris just became available, and, and uh, you know, looking at at things uh, throughout the spring there, um, we just felt like we needed another body, pretty much exactly like his, a guy that can run, um, and 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 you know. He's a guy that's been proven to do a great job tackling and, and uh, making plays uh, at the college level uh, for quite a few years now. So um, his body type was what we were looking for. We need him on special teams. We need all those guys, and those are the snaps that add up a lot. And, uh, you know, the wear and tear on all those linebackers and, and defensive players, uh, you know, were, uh, in particular – um, we're not overly deep. We're probably short a guy or two in the secondary of what we'd like to be at. And uh, he's a guy that's played some safety. He's a guy that's played some linebacker. We've got him in a linebacker position, but he's a very versatile guy. Probably the Will Nixon version on the defensive side. Coach, what happened with Emeka? Emeka, the transfer? Uh, just, I think, you know, when you look at our, 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 uh, our offense and just uh, the numbers that we have there and just – how it all comes together. I think, um, you know, uh, he's a great kid. He's going to do a great job, have a great career. Um, you know, still working through getting healthy and everything. Um, I'm going to wish him the best uh, for sure. Um, um, he's, uh, he's, he's an amazing person, does a great job in the classroom. Never had to worry about him ever, you know, doing what he's supposed to do. So um, I just think that, uh, you know, trying to find the right fit and trying to find the right place, uh, uh, he's got a lot of snaps and a lot of uh, a career left ahead of him, and so um, you know, I'm just that's my philosophy in general for coaching is you want these uh, four to five years that these guys have to be the greatest experience of your life, and you want it to be in your program, but sometimes uh, it doesn't work out that way, and so um, you know, I think uh, you know, it's it's I share mutually with him the opportunity uh, to go find a great place for him to go play and and uh, you know find a home that uh, that fits him both as a person and as a football player. Coach, Monday night, will you be on top of the mound or in front of the mound? Oh, I haven't even thought that far ahead, and it took me a second for it to click. Uh, where should, what do you think? Where should, what do we got to do? We got to go all the way to the top? Oh, yeah. That's only one way, right? Okay, now that we got that declared, I guess that's where we got to go. You're going to get crushed if you don't go on the <laughs> We got to go. I've thrown out a couple. Of, we've always gone to the top. Now, the last time I was on a softball mound, obviously that's not a mound, so we gotta 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 throw that baseball around. My daughter plays softball, so I gotta the, the thing. Uh, I got you kind of forget about how much smaller a baseball is, so we gotta really dial it in, I guess, here over the next couple of days. Now you got me thinking about it a little bit, so we're kind of nervous here. So. <laughs> Coach, from when you compare yourself at this point in the season. Um, coaching other teams, where do you feel how excited are you about personality potential? Kind of going off Larry's question, um, compared to other situations at Fresno, even in Indiana. Just, just simply doing introductions where we have each position group come up in front of the team like we did on uh, Tuesday night. And the energy around introductions alone and the hooting and hollering and the cool little, you know, things that these guys have that, uh, you know, uh, you see them do that maybe I didn't know before. Um, 
it, it's just fun seeing, you know, um, it's, seeing, it's fun seeing their relationships and just seeing them evolve as people and their personalities coming out. And, um, you know, there, there's a fine line, right? I want them to be super loose and I want us to be always loose. Um, but when we have to flip the switch and get on the football field, that we're tough and we're relentless and we're, you know, we're competing at the highest level we possibly can. And uh, that's what we're talking a lot about because I want that personality. I want those things to come out. Um, I think the support for each other is mutual, whether it's offense to defense, seniors to freshmen, in all the different ways that you look at a football team. Um, I'm really fired up. Uh, even last night, um, there was another little team meeting we had and just some of the things that we do during camp that are fun to keep it, keep it new, keep it fresh. Um, those, those introductions uh, and uh, the different people that get out in front of our team, um, it's really neat to be a part of. I can't wait to see it continue to grow. And a lot of that has to do with activities we've done, but a lot of it has to just do with these guys and uh, them having been together for many years. You know, you got a Jackson Kirkland in sixth year. You got uh, uh, I had 13, 12 guys, I think, just stand up in front of the team, and this is their final year for sure. You know, their eligibility runs up. And, um, and uh, you know, they talked a lot about how the moments uh, go fast. And what I saw a lot of when they were talking was heads nodding, you know, just uh, guys really looking at them and, and seeing, man for who they, seeing them for what they're worth and how important this uh, process and journey has been to our upperclassmen. So um, I'm excited about the growth and I'm excited about where we're at. The, only, the other thing that I think we're so much further along in is I just feel like the football IQ coming in, um, I feel like it's, uh, it's maybe some of the best I've ever been around, um, you know, in football, uh, in a football program coming into it. So um, that helps us out a lot. You had Keyshawn out there today, talking on the team. Yeah. What was that like, first of all? And then do you have somebody coming in every day after practice? Is that kind of your plan? Not, not every day. Um, just, I mean, alumni are, are welcome to come. Uh, anytime, and uh, that's that's always been the case. Uh, I don't care if it's summer workouts, winter workouts, spring ball, and uh, anything that they can uh, bring knowledge-wise, or just a uh, you know that th that husky vibe, you know that husky way. Um, anything that they can share, um, you know, just to reinforce the things that we're doing. Um, I'm more than happy to put an alum up, up in front of the team, and we're always going to introduce them. We're super proud of who they are. I'm curious, you, you obviously, you know, when you got the job, I'm sure you watched every second of film you could find. And then when you're in front of these guys and when you're seeing them practice, are there a couple guys who maybe surprised you with what they were capable of that, that, that maybe you can do things differently than what you maybe thought coming in? Mm -hmm. um, really good question. Um, I think the edges probably are the position uh, with uh, – ZTF, Braylon, Jeremiah, I think that's probably the position as a whole that just impresses me probably beyond what I realized we had. Um, you know, I, I knew what uh, Jalen McMillan and uh, Roma Dunze, you could kind of see the plays that they're making. Giles Jackson had a great practice today. thought he was really impressive, um, just to throw that in there. And... Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, you naturally knew about a Jackson Kirkland and now we got him back and just, um, you know, I think some of those guys uh, uh, probably knew who they were, but I thought the edges were a position group that uh, really have impressed me more than what I realized. And now that I actually go back and, you know, you maybe watch a Pac-12 network game or something late at night and 
you watch the reruns from uh, last year. Now you do see it come out when you really now that you've seen it on in person and you go back and watch a watch more film. You, you do see that that was there. Um, I think these guys are healthier, stronger, and faster too than what they were you know a year ago um, for different reasons, right? Injuries or or just uh, another year into their career. Um, so you know a lot of that's happening because of the hard work they're putting in. On, on that note, uh, these guys have to be in shape at this level no matter who they're playing for, but did you take it up a notch? Uh, you know, I know they lost five games in the fourth quarter last year, but their body size, and, and I think half the roster's lost weight, but they all look different, tone, more, more tone. Did you have to teach them how to be in shape? Um, uh, I don't know if we teach them how. I think it's just part of, uh, you know, um, I've been around Ron McKeefery, you know, since 2014. We were away from each other for a few years, but um, just think he is – just, just he's just one of the he's the best there is at just putting a plan together that that fits I mean there's so much sports science behind what he does that people don't even realize our guys don't even realize and um, he can he can modify adjust he can do things pretty much on the run just with you know what he sees but also he does an awesome job with just uh, the analytics and the numbers he gets um, on knowing what what step is next um, he has a plan, I know, going in in the offseason that is, uh, you know, from beginning of January through now. And um, he's not afraid to make the adjustments when he sees things that are different than where they should be. I think that's what makes him great. So to answer your question, um, I don't know if we taught him. I just think that we've really pushed him hard. And I think they've bought in to believing in what we're doing and – as they've seen the changes happen, whether it be their body changing or just the numbers changing in their speed, their size, um, their, their power, um, as that's happened, I think the belief and trust continues to go to another level. And, you know, I can't wait for them to kind of see that. I think they're feeling that a little bit even in the football end from uh, what the coaching staff is bringing to them knowledge-wise, preparation-wise, um, whether it be drill work, scheme, you know, all of that. Or two more. Coach, all summer the conversation was kind of outside football, conference realignment, all that stuff. How good is it to be here at camp, have that focus, not just here at UW, but across the country, get back to the field of football and kind of put that stuff aside for at least a few months here? Yeah, I think uh, I was walking upstairs in the hallway uh, Tuesday, and one of the coaches saw me, and they just, I don't know, I must have had a little extra pep in my step or something, but it did. It felt different. You know, we're getting ready for that first team meeting, and that's that's what you feel. That's what you do, you know. And uh, there's a lot of other things as a coordinator you got to do or as a head coach you got to do. But when it really comes down to it, we love to coach. We love to be around the guys. And, and this is the best time of the year, um, you know. And so uh, it is refreshing to just really dive in. That stuff doesn't go away, and we're all over it, you know, and continue to, to process and understand what we got to do. Like you said, whether it's conference realignment or NIL or anything like that, uh, you know, that's just we're just trying to make the experience the best we possibly can for our uh, for our players and make sure we have our minds wrapped around everything that's happening around college football, how it affects our guys. What does loafs mean over here on the wall? Is that like the slacker board? What is that? It's been distracting. Loafs? <laughs> loafs would be, you know, what they tally defensively, uh, uh, you know, on each play. You know, so every play will get graded today, both offensively and defensively, you know, and there'll be reports, whether it be, 
you know, on offense, the percentage, the number of targets. I mean, every guy at every position will have, you know, the criteria and Lopes will be one of them on defense that they, that they, uh, they tally up. So the defense, the, the edges meet in this room uh, during the week. So who got the most lost today? I don't know. I'll wait and see what the defense comes up with. So, hey, Caitlin, just real quick, when you talk, when you when you were trying to, to to find that culture piece and the spots that really get these guys going the way you want it to, how have they reacted? Do, do, do the guys from last year do they look at four and eight? Do they go, we want to wipe the slate clean? Is there unfinished business? Do they want to leave it as a place they found it? What what are the things that have really resonated with this group in terms of trying to get them forward the way he needed to. Yeah, I think I think that's you you hit on it. Um different guys might have different things that they say, but in the end, um they're not happy, they're not proud of of uh how it ended last year. Um and um you know there's a belief and and they feel like they can they can make it right this year. And uh um you know a guy like Jackson Kirkland, I remember the first conversation uh you know, back in January, um, that was one of the things that he was very strong about was, you know, uh, after he realized that this is the, the route he needed to pursue, um, the positive piece was that he was going to have a chance to, to rewrite his last year, you know, and, and get this thing right for this program, which is so important to him. So I think that's probably a common, um, common thought and common uh, mindset that many of these guys have. And, um, but, you know, I don't know why why it can't be why it can't happen this year. You know, based on everything I've seen. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick Six, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.